You're listening to The Breakfast Show with Danuta and Matthew. Are we on air? Let's just check if we are actually on air happening. If you are listening, we I can't hear myself in the headphones, but we're hoping that you can hear me at the moment. And it has come time for our next quiz question, please, uh, Matthew. So, friends, our next quiz question is this one. What clan was Gideon from, which he referred to as the weakest? Was it Manasseh or Dan? I'll read it again. What clan was Gideon from, which he referred to as the weakest? Was it Manasseh or Dan? It's one of those two answers, friends, Manasseh or Dan. Okay, so text us in your answer on 0491064669 and you'll go into the draw for the book, uh, the New King James Version Bible and also Satan's Trojan Horse, uh, God's End Time Victory that will actually be happening. We're actually going to replace that with another book that is very similar to that. And you'll go into the draw that is happening today at quarter to nine uh, for these two books. Okay, that question again was... Matthew? Oh, sorry. Yep. What what clan or tribe was Gideon from, which he referred to as the weakest? Was it Manasseh or Dan? Okay, text us in on 0491064669 and you'll go into the draw for the New King James Version Bible or Satan's Trojan Horse, God's End Time Victory. We have had a few texts coming in today. We have one from Greg that said, Hi there, please pray I don't need brain surgery. Doctors are working out what to do. I would really appreciate this. You know, I'm thinking, Matthew, at the moment, let's just pause and have a prayer for Greg. I think that would be uh, really appropriate. And, Greg, we hope you're listening um, too. Um, But we're going to pray for you right now. Father God, we just pause at this moment to pray for Greg, who is actually, yeah, is obviously having uh, real problems there and the doctors um, are intervening and he's asked that um, he's praying that he doesn't need to have brain surgery. Um, but obviously this is a really situation, uh, serious situation, Lord. And so we ask in every way that you will just step in and uh, place your arms on him, place your hand on him, your healing hand, because you are the great and mighty healer. Father, we also want to ask for the surgeons, uh, the the specialists that are working on Greg's case at this moment with him um, to work out what is the right direction forward. Um, Lord, if by any chance he needs to have surgery, Father, we know that you can work in and through the hands of the doctors. But in the meantime, this is Greg's prayer request and you know the best. You know him better than he knows himself. So Mm. be particularly close to him, we ask in your name. Amen. Amen. Okay, um, and also Greg has actually messaging, uh, get better, thanks for prayer, and so far so good. David also mentioned, um, so thanks for that, Greg. Um, David also mentioned, welcome to Nuda Matthew and Phil and Peter, happy preparation day. We've actually got that one, and I think there was one more here, let me just see. James has written in, good morning. Oh, he's asking about the, is the answer to the quiz question this? So I can't actually give that away. Otherwise I could be giving it away, but we can't say yes or no to you at the moment, James. Sorry. But what we can do is, um, yeah, we've written, written down your name. And for those who are answering, we can actually place you into the draw that will be happening at quarter to nine today in every way. Hey, how interesting was that segment by Tony Benjamin with Voice of the Martyrs? Incredible. You know, incredible stuff that is going on with persecution of the Christians in Gaza and Israel. 
and uh, just many, many that are, of course, uh, having to flee and uh, let go of, you know, so many things, including their their Bibles. And as Tony said, the Bible, you know, is memorized in our minds. That is so important that we have them, our, 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 the Bible verses and promises memorized in our minds. And I loved how he said that collectively between those, you know, who are being persecuted as they are together – you know, the whole of the Bible somehow comes to life for them because one person might not know a Bible verse on their own, but the other one may know this particular verse, another one will know this particular verse, and they would be actually sharing that. And so um, Voice of the Martyrs do, does a tremendous work. They step in, and, of course, they cannot share all the details because it is done very carefully. Um, when they're helping the persecuted Christians around the world. But if you are actually interested in finding out more, as well as supporting Voice of the Martyrs, Voice of the Martyrs has actually got their annual Christmas care initiative where they actually deliver festive gift packs to children in restricted countries every um, holiday season. And you can actually go to the Voice of the Martyrs website, which is V-O-M, so V for Voice, um, o for other of the and M for martyrs, vom.com.au. Have a look on their website. You can actually subscribe to know more from them as well. But the ways that you can actually help is by praying for the persecuted Christians. You can also subscribe to their monthly magazine. You can also connect um, by inviting um, a speaker to your church or to fundraise. And you can also give or by donating or shop for resources or give gifts that will actually help um, in a whole variety of ways. So keep those in mind um, in every way. I love memorizing scripture. Do you love memorizing scripture? I do. I do. I have quite a number of verses I like to remember. What are some of your favorites? Yeah, I've got one which is Psalms 119 verse 105. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Love that. Yeah. That's also a song, um, you know, uh, by Amy Grant. She sang that years and years ago as well. Great song there as well. Um, and also, yeah, what, have you got another favourite? Yeah, I do. I have Romans 8.31 and it says, What shall we then say to these things of God before us? Who shall be against us? Oh, fabulous. I love um, Hebrews 11, um, 11 verse 5, part, second part of it actually says, um, Never will I leave you, never will forsake I forsake you. you. Yeah. Um, and so um, basically, you know, that one, and we've also got Isaiah 41 as well, that is one of my favourites, you know, Fear not, for I am with you, be not dismayed from your God, I will strengthen you and help you. Um, in every way, because we have a great God. Um, and of course, sorry, I actually said that it was Hebrews 11.5. It's actually 5, five um, 11 that we actually um, uh, go to. So basically, um, yeah, just favorite Bible verses in every way. Um, and yeah, so we're going into our Bible study time going there. And uh, yeah, What's what's our passage that we're actually looking at today? We're actually looking at this um, Luke ten, I think. Uh, Luke ten, yeah. Shall we go there? As we have you got that one actually ready at the moment? Yes, I do. It's yep. I got uh, chapter ten. Actually, it's verse twenty five. It's Luke chapter ten and verse twenty five, and I can continue reading from there. Mm-hmm. And it says, "And behold, a certain lawyer stood up and tested him, saying, Teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life?'" He said to him, "What is written in the law?" As we said earlier. What is your reading of it? Um, so he said, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. And then he goes, and he said to him, You have answered rightly. Do this, and you will live. But he, wanting to justify himself, said to Jesus, 
and who is my neighbor? Then Jesus answered and said, A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves who stripped him of his clothing, wounded him and departed, leaving him half dead. Now by chance a certain priest came down that road and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. And likewise a Levite, when each arrived at the place, came and looked and passed by on the other side. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion. Mm. So he went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine, and he set him on his own animal, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. On the next day when he departed, he took out two denarii, gave them to the innkeeper, and said to him, Take care of him, and whatever more you spend, when I come again, I will repay you. So which of these three do you think was neighbor to him who fell among the thieves? And he said, He who showed mercy on him. Then Jesus said to him, Go and do likewise. Mm, interesting story. And this is a parable that actually is quite well known that so many people do refer to. And even from childhood years, people actually learn the story. But as we started looking at it early this week, we actually, of course, it starts off with the lawyer coming up to Jesus saying, teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? We've been unpacking the fact that he's actually looking at the doing side and he says he's got the knowledge. And Jesus says, go to the scriptures virtually. That's what Jesus says to him. In other words, he says that all scripture is really important. All scripture is really important. That is our foundation. That is our tool. That is that is our um, what builds us uh, to then know how to live the life that we ought to to live. And he says, you know, and he then responds, you know, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, and your neighbor as yourself. Jesus says, you have said rightly. And then he says to him, well, who is my neighbor? Mm-hmm. It's almost like he's wanting those boundaries already set there in some kind of way, doesn't he? Um, which is interesting. You're listening to The Breakfast Show. Connect with us on 0491-064-669. And so here what we actually see, and I also just want to go back just so I did say my favourite Bible verse was from eleven Hebrews 11.5. It's actually 13 verse 5. I just realised I actually said the wrong thing. I apologise for that. So but coming back here to the Good Samaritan story, what we actually find here, we're going to actually go through and unpack this because it's actually Jesus gives this parable that is really interesting because it's actually very applicable as well. Even though it's a story, it's a parable, it actually has got so much relevance because for, for a variety of reasons. And so when the lawyer actually actually says to him, who is my neighbour? He's kind of wanting to restrict with that area. Then Jesus says to him in verse 30 that a certain man, man went from Jerusalem to Jericho. Now, Jerusalem to Jericho, do you know the distance? Because, I mean, I wouldn't know exactly the distance necessarily, but I had to look it up because I was fascinated to go, having been there, I've been to Jericho, I've been to Jerusalem, and I know we went by bus. Oh, wow. Okay, but here's the thing. They're walking. Yes. So it's quite a journey. It's not, quite a journey. It's not a 10 minute, it's not an hour's journey. So here it it's is. Long. It's actually about 29 kilometers between Jerusalem to Jericho. Yep. And it's actually a descent of about 1,006 meters. So it's about a day's journey, it sounds like. Well, I mean, yeah. If, if, yeah, if you're walking really well, it would be about that. You'd have to start off early and, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a long journey either way when you're walking. Yep. I mean, do you, do you go walking every day? Like, do you, I should say, do you exercise every day, go for walks? Cause I know I try and do it every day, but I don't, 
get it in absolutely every day or my work walks aren't always the hour that I would like them to be. I do varied activities. So one day swim, one day bike, one day walk with the family. Um, and I have mates that I do exercises with as well. But the main walking I mainly do, because I clean the Avondale University, it's cleaning the campus. Oh, okay. Wow. So, I mean, good for you. So you've got, you've got movement and stuff, you know, which is really good and important. But here he's actually um, – so they're actually walking and – you know, and he's going, he, he, he fell amongst thieves who stripped him in his clothing, wounded him and departed from him half dead. That's really significant because he's virtually, you know, he's really struggling to live. That's what we're finding through in this passage. He's actually really struggling to to live, isn't yeah. he? Now, what's, yeah, what's interesting is the contrast uh, also between where he left, which is Jerusalem. Um, the, uh, it's a place where he... It's God's chosen city, the city of light. And he's going to where Jericho is renowned as the place of the moon. It's a lesser light. Um, it's getting darker. And he, and also, as you said, it's half dead. So he's going from a place where he had life, and now he's hardly got any life left. Well, and the thing is, too, I actually look at the, the fact that, um, you know, there, there can be a strong spiritual um, analogy even just from this section as, uh, in itself. Yes. You know, we're attacked. He was attacked. Okay. How can we, we as Christians, or those who actually give their hearts to Jesus, want to believe and walk in his ways, can be attacked. That's what Tony, Tony uh, Benjamin was just showing on Voice of the Martyrs is the persecution that actually happens, um, in a stronger way to when you're actually, you know, walking with the Lord. And here the thing is, we get attacks from different ways. And when we actually allow the attacks to come upon us, and rather than following, you know, with what Ephesians six twelve says, and, and reminds us of the fact that we f- fight not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, about against the powers of darkness, and and the thing is that we are to be clothed in the armor, the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the belt of truth, the shield of faith, the sword which is the word, and the and the feet. The gospel, which is the piece of the gospel, okay, and, t- and taking it, the sort of spirit, and, and the sort of the spirit. That's right, and, and and so here's the thing that when we are not clothed in the armor of God, and the battles come our way, we do, you know, start, you know, having those moments of getting worse and worse, and being, being pushed down and pushed under and weighed down by the attacks that come our way. Have you ever experienced that? Oh, absolutely. And the attacks never uh, let go. They just decrease over your Christian journey. Well, I, but but at, there's moments of times too where I've found in my life they've tended to increase the closer or the more that I've actually been working in a space where God's leading me to lead others to Jesus. Yes. And there's great work that is and is about to happen and the devil just throws so much more at us. Absolutely true. You know, and yeah. so, you know, as we come closer to Jesus, sometimes those attacks can become stronger. But here's the thing, by the power of God, when we lean into Jesus, when we actually surrender, to him, to him, and we pray on our knees, we and we really bring it to the Lord. We allow Him to fight the battles. The battles are won, and the victories are won. That's the thing. Yes. And so we then see that those battles are lessened. But here in this case, so He is actually already half dead. Yes. Okay. And who do we see coming along? Just kind of make this one thing that yeah. I find interesting. He's he's left naked there, nearly. So I like to see that it's like when we are in Christ, we have these robes of righteousness. But when we're left naked, it's like the enemy has found a way to get that robe of righteousness off. It's like we stepped out of God's grace somehow, leaning on our own will, going our own way. We, we enter the world, Satan's agents are there, rob us, 
and they want to rob us of spiritually. Because there's a verse that says he comes to, to steal, kill, and destroy. Absolutely, he does in every way. And so here's the thing, he's left half dead. And verse 31 says in Luke 10, it says, Now by chance a certain priest came down the road, and we saw him, he passed by on the other side. Yes. So- now priests in that time particularly, and even today, were seen as really significant people, weren't they? They were. You know, because here's the thing: they were they were the re- religious um, leaders, of course, that people would look up to. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing: it's interesting that he actually passes by. Yes, and there's a reason for it. Yeah, tell us. Well, he's beaten and he's bleeding, and mm-hmm. one of the issues with uh, these priests, they like to be clean, and they don't want to touch anyone that's ritually unclean, and they see someone that's bleeding as being unclean. Absolutely, and I love what what you've just said on that because I was actually going to say that you know the the common route from Jerusalem it was a common route for the Jews yep. um, to go from Jerusalem to Jericho, um, and it was actually via the Jordan River Valley. Yes. And of course, you know they, they 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 didn't actually want they couldn't actually touch anyone that was either really um, you know be in contact with anyone that was a dead person. Or in the case you're saying, you know, even with the blood. And that comes from Leviticus 21, verse 1 to 4. Can we, maybe let's go there because that was actually based on the law of Moses. Leviticus, what did I say? Leviticus 21, I think it was. Let's have a look. 21, let's have a look. Leviticus 21, verse 1 to 4. Have you got that there? Verse 1 to 4. Mm-hmm. Yes, I do. And the Lord said to Moses, Speak to the priest and the sons of Aaron, and say to them, None shall defile himself for the dead among his people, except for his relatives who are nearest to him, his mother, his father, his son, his daughter, and his brother, also his virgin sister who is near to him, who has had no husband, for her he may defile himself. Otherwise, he shall not defile himself, being a chief man among his people to defend himself. Mm. So that's where it comes from, of course, the fact that they were not to actually, uh, none shall defile himself for the den among his people. And so that's why, you know, if this man was looking half dead, you know, the thing is that the priest actually walked the other way. He was like his cleanliness, um, you know, in this case, according to the law, for him was way more important than actually reaching out and actually helping this person. and, and and yet what we see is Jesus is actually saying here through this parable and for so many times, you know, when Jesus came, the Jews found him to be really radical in so many areas, didn't they? Oh, absolutely. I mean, there was that one time where a leper came to him saying, you know, help me, son of David. And this is, is interesting because the lepers had to say, woe is me, woe is me, I am Woe unclean. is me, that's right. But and had this, you know, bell, bell thing that they would ding, actually ding. let people know that I am a leper so that people would actually move right away from them. But Jesus actually touches this man and heals him. That's with the leper. So he's a complete radical opposite to Pharisees who had this kind of really distant uh, attitude towards people, but they wanted them to keep the commands of God, but yet they showed no love or empathy. Yeah, yeah, interesting, isn't he? No love and no empathy here. And then what we actually see is there's a second person that comes across, um, you know, passes by, um, and who is that? That's like a that's just like a Levite um, uh, follower, like uh, not the priest himself, but just a person that's say like a lay person in the church today. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and well, and here's the thing: is that he was also a religious leader because they tended to assist the priests in the temples. And of course, we know back from um, the Torah, you know, from from Moses's uh, time, that basically the priests were of of the tribe of Levi. Yeah, yeah? and so here we've actually got a Levite who's actually passing by. 
Um, and he shows complete lack of compassion. There's that word. He's like an apprentice um, following in the ways of that, that priest that went past. Yeah. Having the same eyesight. Yeah, yeah. And so here they're actually passing by at separate times, but both of them they're going like, I'm not actually going to do anything for this person. They're actually thinking more of themselves. Mm-hmm. Here's the interesting, more of a thing of themselves than of the other person. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Listening to The Breakfast Show with Danuta and Matthew this morning. And it has come time for our very last quiz question for today. If you have not entered this week and you want to go into the draw that will be happening at quarter to nine today, here is the very last chance you have. Take it away, please, Matthew. Friends, this last question is, what businesswoman from Fiatira became a Christian after hearing Paul share the gospel? I'll share that again. What businesswoman from Fiatira became a Christian after hearing Paul share the gospel? Mm, yeah, that's a fantastic story, that one. Text us in your answer for this lady's name on 0491-064-669 and you'll go in the draw with the chance to win the New King James Version Bible with study helps out the back and also there's going to be a replacement for the book that we were advertising this week but we found out is out of stock because it's been so popular but something very similar to Satan's, tro- Satan's Trojan Horse, God's End Time Victory, looking at that whole battle between good and evil and the freedom that we can have in and through Jesus Christ in every way, especially when we surrender ourselves to him and we allow him to fight our battles for us. And like we've been saying, the Satan tries to pull us down in every way and um, get us on his side and say, you're a loser, you're no good, you're no good in any kind of way. You know, Jesus doesn't want you. He just throws all sorts of things into the mind. But here's the thing. You are not a loser. You are worthy. You are valuable. You are precious. You are special. May you remember that in every way. In fact, the Bible tells us that you are worth more valu- valuable and are worth more than the, than the sparrows. And infinite value and with the eternal blood of Christ. infinite value. Jesus loves you intimately and he wants you saved. So you are worthy. You are precious. You are special. There was, you are only one of a kind. You are valuable. Um, and if it was only you or I on this earth, one of us, Jesus would come and have died for us because, so that all might have eternal life. John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. That question again, what businesswoman from Thyatira became a Christian after hearing Paul share the gospel? That was Lydia. Oh dear me, I just... Bang, bang, bang. Okay, I was just, uh, there you go. I was just reading so fast. We've done that before. If you happen to catch that, you can text in and you'll have more chances to win. I am so sorry, but anyway, I think, uh, I think we've just gone bang, bang, bang. I think our ratings went up to Okay, but that has happened. Lawson gave it away last week. So 0491 for your chance to actually go into the draw. That happens at quarter to nine. We've actually got lots of texts coming through they are jumping right on in especially now as i've given that one as a bit more than a clue okay coming back to the good samaritan story in luke chapter 10 
So Jesus is telling to the lawyer when he asks him, who is my neighbor? And Jesus says the parable of a certain man. So from going from Jerusalem to Jericho in the way that we also um, assume that is actually here that is also a Jews because that was a real thoroughfare of the Jews going from Jerusalem to Jericho. And the priest comes along and he actually passes him by. The Levite, who is also a religious leader, um, shows complete lack of compassion, doesn't care one single bit about the fact that this man is actually half dead and actually passes him by. But there is somebody who cares. Who is it that cares? It's this Samaritan that comes by. It's actually and, a Samaritan. Now, what's interesting is, uh, as as we've shared in other past podcasts, is Samaritans and Jews don't mix. That's right. They did not mix, of course. You know, Samaritans were considered as, you know, half-caste. You could probably say in some kind of way as well. But here's the thing that, you know, so when Jesus is then telling this story, and, of course, the Jews are hearing this story, this for them is is is, is in many ways a, a real uh, surprise because they knew that Jews and Samaritans don't mix. And so Jesus is going, hey, go beyond the boundaries. Go beyond the boundaries, you know, because they considered their neighbour as another Jew. So stepping out of that comfort zone, Jesus is saying, hey, step out of your comfort zone. And so he says the certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was, and when he saw him, he showed compassion, much like Jesus did. And we're going to go to the Bible verse. Have you got that there, possibly Matthew chapter 9, verse 36? Matthew Chapter 9 and verse 36. And we're talking about the fact that Jesus showed compassion upon others. He didn't care what race or background people had or what they were going through. He just showed compassion. Can you read that for us, please? Gladly. And I was hoping to share another verse in Matthew chapter 5 after this, Mm. uh, which will add weight to it. Sure. So Matthew chapter 9 verse 36 says this. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion for them because they were weary and scattered like sheep having no shepherd. Mm. And so right there we see that Jesus showed compassion upon them. Um, and then we also find the same thing in Matthew chapter 14, verse 14. Um, and Jesus went out and he saw a great multitude and he was moved with compassion for them and he healed their sick. So right there we see Jesus having compassion on them. Absolutely. And you were going to go through another passage as well for us, Matthew? Yeah, so God gives an idea to those who just tend to be, you know, Suffering from favoritism, where they just love their own pack, but not beyond that. Um, so there's a verse in five, uh, Matthew chapter five and verses 43 onwards. And it says this, you have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies, bless those who curse mm. you, do good to those who hate you and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you, that you may be sons of your father in heaven, for he makes his sun rise on the evil and on the good and sends rain on the just and the unjust. Now, this is the key factor, uh, Danuta says here, for if you love those who love you, what reward have you? Do not even the tax collectors do the same? And if you greet your brothers only or sisters only, what do you do more than others? Do not even the tax collectors do so. So if you want to be perfect, therefore you shall be perfect just as your Father in heaven is perfect. Love it. And in that, in that passage there, we use the word love, you know, in English, but, but there's actually four, you know, the different kinds of love that is actually mentioned in the Bible. And the two key ones, particularly that are mentioned in the New Testament, are, are phileo love. Yep. And phileo love is the one that is more Godly. like towards, it's Friend. more like towards family. Yeah. But here, he, this one that he's referring to is agape, agape love that actually extends love to those who do not love us. Now that is always really hard 
hard to do because, you know, to love those who do not love us, who mistreat us, is really hard. And so here's the same thing. And actually, so when we go back to this passage in Luke chapter 10, um, you know, this, uh, the interesting thing is that actually the Samaritan also, you know, then took, took the, took the man to the, to the inn. And he actually then stayed the night because it says he actually departed the next day. So he stayed there as well. And on top of that, he actually said, take care of him, whatever you, more you spend. When I come back again, I will repay you. In other words, in actually, you know, in, and, and, and that was the equivalent of about two days wages that he was actually saying he would actually pay. Well, it was two days wages because he said, when I actually come back, but he said, anything else also, I will actually repay you. And that's the beautiful thing that Jesus steps in our place. He, he pays the price for us just like the Samaritan did for this person who was half dead. Now, you know, as we said earlier, we can be half dead spiritually. You know, we can be dead spiritually overall even. But here's the thing. Jesus has stepped in. Jesus has paid the price. He says, come and rest in me. Just like the Samaritan took the man to the inn that he might be rest, that he might be healed. Jesus says, come to me and I will give you rest. Come to me. I am the great healer. I am the truth, the way and the life. You can get everlasting life through me. And here's the further thing. So who is our neighbor in answer to that question that the lawyer actually said? Everyone, that you know, everyone is our neighbor. We are to reach out to everyone and we say, go and do likewise is what Jesus said. So reach out, allow Jesus to come into your life. But even more than that, we want to encourage you to reach out to others. Don't just think of yourself, but show compassion, show love to others. Bring that, If you're a Christian, bring them to Jesus. Get them to know how they can find rest in him. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. You're listening to The Breakfast Show with Danuta and Matthew. And it has come time for us to actually give our answers to the quiz questions. But before we do also, it's about spinning the wheel. And Pete actually was working things out just before we came back on air and accidentally spun the wheel. So we do have a winner. And the exciting thing is that the winner is D. Congratulations, you have won the New King James Version Bible, and also we're going to get a book similar to the one that we've been mentioning, Satan's Trojan Horse, um, God's End Time Victory. So the exciting thing, congratulations, Dee. We will actually get that to you um, as soon as we can. Um, exciting thing. You don't have to enter many times. Nope. You can enter once, you can enter um, enter just a few times, you can answer as many times as you want throughout the week and you have a chance of winning. So, Dee, congratulations. I know you have played a few times this week um, and uh, you will just be really, really, truly blessed with those two books, especially with the Bible. So, absolute big congratulations to you. Right now, we're going to give you the answers to the quiz questions. The first one was, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and and you shall be witnesses. witnesses. That's the one we were looking for. Witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and the end of the earth. The second one, who intervened to stop David from killing Nabal from his rudeness? The answer was? Abigail. Abigail. How many days had Jesus fasted in the wilderness when Satan tempted him to turn stones into bread? It's 40 days. 40 days. And so how many temptations overall were there in those 40 days? There was three temptations. Three temptations, that's right. I actually had a fourth. 
Why? Uh, because uh, it's you know the, the classic free was if you are the son of God, turn these stones into bread. But if you listen to the words, if you be the son of God, there's mm. your. Uh, and all of them are if you be, you know. And, the, and then yeah. the thing is that Satan knew that he was the son of God. So interesting way to say it too, isn't it? Freaked but the, and yeah. also Jesus, I love how Jesus always responds with scripture. And of course, in Matthew chapter four, verse three, when we see there the tempter, as in Satan came to him and said, "If you are the son of God." Command that these stones become bread. Verse 4, Jesus answers, but he answered and said, it is written. Every time he says, it is written. Man man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. And so right there, the other day we're sharing about water and that, you know, Jesus says, if you thirst, come to me. You know, I am the living water. I'm the bread of life mm. as well. And so much like we are hungry to eat and bread is our, our best and most stable thing that if there's no other food around that can actually keep us alive and water that keeps us alive. Um, Jesus is the one that gives us life, but not just any life, life abundantly. And Jesus can relate to us because like in the Good Samaritan story, that Samaritan is a great, is a rejected person. And Jesus is the, been, was the great reject. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Right. The next question, what clan or, tr- or tribe was Gideon from? Was it Manasseh or Dan? It was? Manasseh. Manasseh. And what businesswoman from Thyatira became a Christian after hearing Paul share the gospel? And, of course, I gave the answer away, so all of you should have been <laughs> answer, able to answer that. We had heaps of answers flowing in after then. That was Lydia. I love what Sky wrote straight after I did that. She's like, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> I'm sure a few people... People were out there laughing. We were too, Sky. So just um, uh, really love there. Um, and Sky says here, yeah, you can enter lots, but you still need to be correct to win. Yes, That's agree. Right. And she That's put right. some smileys there. So thank you for that, Sky. We have a lovely text here also from Wayne saying, Good morning, Danuta and Matthew. Blessings. Have a great day. Matt, you sound like such a humble, health fit man. Isn't that beautiful? And he is. I mean, I can just say here, Wayne, he is um, all of that. Your whole daily routine seems flawless to what our body, uh, here we go, and soul needs to which God intended us to live. Like they say, love the job you're in and you won't work a day. Even though I've never met you or seen you, bless you, brother. Thank you for giving such a good example how to live. Isn't that beautiful? It is, it is. I just want to give another encouragement, which is that the biggest room in the world, you know what that is, uh, Danuta? It's the room for improvement. So I can always improve too. Yeah, well, there's always room for improvement, but definitely the thing is you are, you know, are healthy and you're exercising and you're also, you are a humble person. I've known you for a number of years and we've been very happy and grateful that you're here on our Faith FM team and also our listeners are loving having you here too. Um, and so thank you very much for the encouragement, Wayne, and we want to encourage you to, um, each one, each, each of our listeners to keep, um, living a happy, healthy, life and of course um, you know giving Jesus a go in every way because that's the only way that you can have a really true abundant life that Jesus wants every single one of us to have he wants every single one of us also to have everlasting life and so come to Jesus as you are and you can actually have that abundant life. So you're listening to The Breakfast Show with Danuta and Matthew. We've come to the end of our show. Matthew thank you so much for being here. We've had a super time have you? 
I have. I have been very blessed, especially looking at this Good Samaritan story. It's special. Yeah, absolutely. And lovely to hear the comments that have been also coming through um, in every way, um, you know, especially that one from Wayne towards the end. Hey, we get ready to text in the word book on 0491064669, the word book 0419064669. Our free giveaway today is Our Stories God's Stories by Stephen Peets and Eileen Felberg. It's a small book that shares personal encounters with God of heaven and as you read these amazing stories, um, drawn particularly from our First Nations people, but stories of hardships and loss and, and isolation, but how Jesus has given people a second chance and how God has transformed people's lives, being transformed through Jesus' love. We've been talking about Jesus' love a lot and we're saying come to Jesus. He can, He, he loves you abundantly. He wants you to be saved. And these stories are true life stories, beautiful stories of how God has transformed people's lives. And we're actually going to do something. We're going to give away two today. So the exciting thing is that if you want to text in the word book, we're actually going to give away two today. That has just been a special decision we've made um, as well for today. And here we want to send you away with a promise for today. And we want to give you the one from Lamentations. Because of uh, the Lord's great love, we are not consumed for his compassions never fail right there. So remember to talk faith, live faith, act faith, and you'll grow strong in Jesus Christ.